Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this is my very thorough book review of Food Forensics by Mike Adams. And this book is an eye-opening expose of the epidemic of toxic food and a guide to biological redemption. This is a dense science book. It has over 900 scientific footnotes that thoroughly validates the concerns of the health conscious about food toxicity. And this is a book you may or may not want to read. Like I said, it is very dense. I'm going to let you know everything that you need to know in this book review. And I'd also urge you to go to wherever you're listening to this podcast. I'm submitting my podcast feed to a number of places now. It would mean the world to me if you could leave a review, give this podcast a like, give it a share, leave a comment wherever you are listening to this as it will push my podcast and this podcast up in the algorithmic feed a bit so more people can find out about this crucial information. So let's get into the book. If you think that alarm over toxins in food and a lot of other things we consume is mere scaremongering, you may want to read this book as it thoroughly documents this catastrophic problem that we face personally and collectively as a civilization. Do you think that the FDA or the EPA, the government regulating agencies, will keep you safe? Well, think again. To quote from the book, neither the FDA nor USDA has any official universal limit on heavy metals in foods, beverages, and dietary supplements sold to U.S. consumers. This fact is, of course, astonishing. Most consumers of USDA-certified organic foods automatically assume those foods are substantially free of heavy metals because they are labeled organic. The author of this book, Mike Adams, operates a popular website, naturalnews.com, and one of the top mass spectrometry labs in the United States. The fight he's chosen to fight is testing common foods and consumables for toxicity and exposing some of the most poisonous offers available on store shelves near you. Quote, some observers find it quite curious, perhaps even bizarre, that a private sector company is doing a better job of policing the U.S. food supply for heavy metals than the entire federal government with a seemingly infinite budget. And I find it bizarre too. If you Google Mike Adams of naturalnews.com, you'll find several hit pieces done on him. And like myself, he's been kicked off YouTube and other mainstream social media websites. A wise man once told me, if you tell the truth, you'll be hated. 
If you make enemies of major food and supplement companies by exposing the toxicity of their products, they are going to spare no expense in vengefully smearing your reputation online. Mike also appears to have drawn the ire of some in the quote-unquote skeptic community online. And online skeptics are these terribly boring people who vociferously defend the CNN version of reality and the status quo, which is comfortable to the dominant institutions in society. Skeptics are the kind of people obsessed with quote-unquote debunking and disparaging natural cancer cures, for example, or holistic medicine. Having read this book, I'm confident that the criticisms you can find of Mike online are made in bad faith. The book is meticulously footnoted and the furthest thing from hysterical scaremongering. It's as well-researched as any other scholarly health science book I've read recently. The author also publishes a massive table of heavy metals testing data for hundreds of popular foods and products in the book. Here's a big question. Is organic bullshit? Quote, even USDA certified organic foods are not tested for heavy metals like cadmium, lead, arsenic, or mercury. Thus, there are no limits on heavy metals in these foods, including those sold in upscaled healthy food retailers such as Whole Foods. The organic label simply describes the process through which the food was grown and that a farmer hasn't used additional pesticides, herbicides, or other petrochemicals during that process. Certified organic in no way requires any heavy metals testing of soils, irrigation, water, or even the final food product. Everything causes cancer is a sentiment you'll hear a lot. Indeed, there are so many toxins in our environment that cause cancer. Quote, emerging science reveals that toxic elements, including heavy metals, have a greater propensity than previously thought for damaging DNA and disrupting cellular processes. Not only are these metals shown to cause cancer, but there is increasing evidence now confirming their potential roles as co-carcinogens that increase mutations and disruptions when combined in the body with other types of toxins. But the truth is that our bodies are actually pretty good at dealing with toxins. This is why you just get an upset stomach and diarrhea from cheap Chinese takeout as opposed to dying. Since we're never going to be in a pristine, toxin-free environment, it's crucial to do everything you can to feed your mitochondria so they have the energy that your body needs for the crucial detoxification processes. My article, quote-unquote, Everything Gives You Cancer, delves deeper into this. The future is fucked thanks to toxins. Quote, Epigenetic inheritance of toxic 
side effects from dietary exposure to heavy metals means that toxicity is transgenerational. This means that the toxic environment in which we live today will negatively impact future generations for an unknown number of generations, even if we eliminate all exposure starting tomorrow. In many ways, we are already too late to save future generations from the harmful effects of exposure to toxic elements. And because exposure is only getting worse, not better, transgenerational negative effects are likely to significantly worsen with each subsequent generation. This cycle may place the very sustainability of the human race in a precarious situation, with its effects only becoming more widely apparent in coming years. Broadly speaking, we may already have doomed ourselves to global increases in infertility, infertility, devastating cancer rates, and planet-wide decline in cognitive function due to heavy metals exposure in modern-day foods. The future of our species on this toxin-ridden planet may seem bleak, but I've made the case that gene editing technology is the lesser evil and maybe the cure to all that ails us. Smarter, better humans will figure out how to detoxify our environment given a sufficiently free market for them to thrive and invent. And you'll want to talk, check out my video review of J.F. Garapay's The Revolutionary Phenotype and maybe the podcast that I did with the Mormon transhumanist Lincoln Cannon. I go deeper into that whole topic. Let's talk about detoxification, which is, of course, what, what, what we want, considering all the toxins we have to deal with. Unsurprisingly, the first step towards detoxification is to stop the influx. Quote, health-conscious consumers naturally want to find ways to remove heavy metals from their bodies. The most important method for accomplishing that is to eliminate dietary exposure to toxic heavy metals. You know, if you're stuck in a hole, the first step is to stop digging, right? Next, sweat. Unsurprisingly, working up a sweat is awesome for detox. Quote, the body's mechanisms for excretion also play an important role in detoxification. In studies, sweating in particular has been shown to remove heavy metals in vastly higher quantities than are expelled through urination. You also want to ideally sweat in a sauna. One other option for healthy detox is infrared saunas. These saunas can be extraordinarily useful, but only if these two conditions are met. One, the sauna must cause your body to produce sweat. If there's no sweat, there isn't much health benefit. The toxins aren't exiting your body. And secondly, you must wash off the sweat immediately after exiting the sauna. Otherwise, the toxins can be reabsorbed through your skin. And this is also a good point for 
all of my fellow gym bros. You go to the gym and you work up an awesome sweat. You emerge from the gym and come home, you know, smelling like a conquistador that just has just returned from battle, perhaps. And it's a really good idea to get those sweaty clothes off right away and to uh, wash off. I've gotten in the habit now of when I take off my workout gym shirt that I will just kind of pat down the sweat, try to get a bit of the sweat off my body and then get in the shower shortly thereafter. You also want to drink lots of water. Quote, your body won't eliminate water-soluble toxins very well if you're dehydrated. So drinking plenty of water is the first and simplest way to support your everyday detox strategy. And next, importantly, you want to understand that when dealing with toxins in your body, chelation is the cure. So chela means claw in Latin. I think that's probably something that you can remember, right? So you want to imagine chelation agents clawing the microscopic toxins out of your system. It's a really smart idea to have an abundance of chelators like uh, quercetin, chlorella, spirulina, astadanthin, etc. More described in this podcast and in the article in your diet and supplement regimen. Quote, one way to remove heavy metals of tin in the body is through the chelation properties of quercetin, a flavonoid found in many fruits and vegetables. According to a study, it was revealed that it was effective for removing stainous versions of tin. And importantly, you want to supplement chlorella. There are 25 human clinical studies done with chlorella, many documenting its detoxification properties. Quote, it's also smart to support the healthy function of your detox organs, liver, kidney, and digestive system with medicinal herbs, superfoods, and other dietary strategies. Herbs such as yarrow, dandelion, and yellow dock are well known to support liver function. Superfoods like chlorella also help to support the body's natural elimination of toxic elements through its ability to remove chemicals and heavy metals. Even everyday foods like beets and white carrots are liver cleansers that give the liver added support to carry out its job. And I will add to this article also links to the various adaptogens that I'm a huge fan of. Things like schisandra and rhodiola are highly supportive of your detoxification organs and your detox organs, uh, even if you're not a, a casual social drinker like I am, these organs have a lot of work to do. It's a really good idea to give them some of those awesome adaptogens to support all the hard work that you have to do. Quote, by consuming chlorella, which is an extremely nutritious green algae, strawberries, fruit fibers, or even activated charcoal. At the same time, you are eating a meal with a high likelihood of containing toxic substances. You can bind up those toxins, push them through your digestive tract, and avoid absorbing them into your blood and 
tissues. And in the article, I link to what I think is probably the most credible chlorella supplement, which is clean chlorella, uh, which is available at the Health Ranger store. I'll link to it. I quote, I won't eat at a restaurant without bringing a bottle of chlorella with me. I never eat meat unless it's accompanied by a fresh salad or whole fruit. And I've also gotten into this habit when my lovely wife makes us some uh, steak or something like that. We will always have some salad alongside it. Heavy Metals Defense. This is a product that I'd like to try. If you suspect or have lab test evidence of heavy metals toxicity in your system, this should probably be in your biohacker tool chest. Quote, if you don't have a specialized formula like heavy metals defense, eating more whole fruits or vegetables with every meal can go a long way toward blocking the absorption of heavy metals. And unfortunately, it looks like this product is unavailable right now. It had an impressive list of chelation agents in it, a veritable dream team of chelation agents, actually. So you'll probably want to check back whenever you listen to this podcast and see if it's back on the market. Next step, get the toxins out of your home. Quote, an important strategy here centers around the replacement of toxic products and non-toxic with uh, non-toxic products. For example, after you throw out your toxic laundry detergent, you'll need to discover non-toxic brands that still clean clothes without saturating them in synthetic Chemicals. Ecos is my favorite brand of natural laundry detergent. Nearly all the toxic soap products in your home can be replaced with Dr. Boner's. No, I'm sorry, Dr. Broner's. Dr. Boner is probably a different sort of thing. With Dr. Broner's magic soaps. Let's move on to discuss the most offensive of the toxins we have to deal with. First of all, Mercury, no surprise here. Quote, the Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, a maximum containment level goal for mercury in drinking water is two parts per billion. Acceptable mercury toxicity in food. Mercury, for example, becomes worrisome at relatively low levels in food. 50 parts per billion, for example. While cadmium is at 50 parts, well, while cadmium at 50 parts per billion is generally not much of a concern. You know, some of these toxins are tolerable. Like I said, our body does a pretty good job of dealing with toxins, and there's obviously a a spectrum of what we can handle. But at 500 parts per billion, cadmium may begin to warrant attention. And if cadmium is present at 5,000 parts per billion, then it's clearly a concern. And you want to avoid the CFL fluorescent light bulbs. These are those new light bulbs that I'm sure you've seen. These are the light bulbs that are kind of the these twisty. They look like one side of a uh, of a. They have like a single helix type of design, and these are bad news. Quote: In addition to its use in thermometer bulbs, mercury is also used in batteries, pesticides, and now in large quantities as an element 
of energy-saving CFL fluorescent light bulbs. A health study found that if a single CFL light bulb breaks, mercury gas concentrations released can reach 800 uh, parts per, I'm not actually sure what this particular uh, scientific designation of quantity is, but it is more than eight times the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, that's OSHA, limit. Let's move on to the vaccine question. Quote, mercury is even used in vaccines given to children. On October 9th, 2015, California Health and Human Services Agency Secretary Diana S. Dooley issued a directive that suspended the ban on mercury in vaccines given to children. Oh, great job, Diana. Thanks a lot. Allowing those children to be injected with a mercury-containing vaccine preservative known as timerosol. Flu shots, by the way, contain over 50,000 parts per billion of mercury, about 25,000 times the concentration limit of mercury allowed by the EPA in drinking water, which is pretty absurd, right? You've probably heard some of this debate on vaccines, and you'll hear people say, oh, you don't need to worry, they don't have mercury in them anymore. Well, if they have timerosol in them, then they will have mercury in them. And if you're remotely libertarian and informed, you should see the big issues with vaccines. And they're not all bad, but many don't undergo proper safety studies. They don't undergo true placebo-controlled trials. Their manufacturers actually have special immunity from lawsuits. And in some cases, like in California, the government forces you to take them. And I'd urge you to do a little bit more research on vaccines, especially if you're a parent or anticipate becoming a parent anytime soon. I have been really educated by the High Wire show with Dell Bigtree. This is one of the most interesting uh, health science shows on YouTube. I do link to it in the article, and I'd urge you to check it out. Let's move on to the topic of dental fillings. That's right. Dental fillings are something you need to be concerned about. Quote, Dental amalgam has been shown to leach mercury into the mouth, which can emerge in the form of vapors or be swallowed if pieces of amalgam break off. Studies vary widely on the quantities of mercury people are exposed to in this fashion. Studies on the impact of mercury-containing fillings have concluded that amalgams contribute the vast majority of mercury that accumulates in the human body. Boy, that's concerning, isn't it? So if you're a person that has kind of chronically low energy and you have a a, a variety of health issues that you can't quite nail down. You don't quite know what the problem is. It could be because your old dental fillings that you got decades and decades ago are leaking mercury into the system. And dental fillings and EMFs are a match made in hell. You've probably heard of EMFs with everyone talking about 5G 
nowadays. Quote, studies have also revealed that microwave radiation from cell phones and magnetic resonance imaging significantly accelerate the leaching of mercury from dental amalgams, giving cause for concern about people who have these fillings coming into everyday contact with electromagnetic fields, EMF, including the ubiquitous internet Wi-Fi hotspots found in most urban and suburban areas. Yikes, right? You're probably not going to be putting down your smartphone anytime soon, so it would be real smart to ask your dentist if you have any old fillings that might contain mercury and could be replaced. I'll add that if microwave radiation from cell phones is something that exacerbates this issue, you also probably have to be a little bit concerned with microwave radiation from your microwave that's probably somewhere there in your home. I heard a pretty cool hack for this the other day on another podcast, which is that if your microwave is leaking radiation which it probably is, especially if it's a little bit older microwave that's banged up from years and years of use, what you can do is you have to find an old AM, FM radio and go and turn it on. And then you want to place your AM, FM radio next to or in front of your microwave. Turn on your microwave, you know, microwave something or microwave nothing, just leave it empty. And then you want to see how much the signal in the AM, AM, FM radio is messed up by your microwave. And that'll give you a pretty good idea of if it's leaking much radiation. If it is, you might want to get rid of it or at least just don't stand directly in front of your microwave while you are microwaving something. Moving on. You want to eat nori seaweed with your sushi. Quote, in fact, mercury is the easiest of all heavy metals to capture in this fashion. And seaweed tends to have very high efficiency in capturing free mercury during digestion. Even the nori seaweed often used in sushi is able to capture around 85% of dietary mercury, according to my lab test. That's fascinating, isn't it? Another instance where we see a historical combination of foods coming from an ancient culture being something that's a, a really healthy, smart health practice. Next, you want to eat strawberries. Quote, the original research I have conducted at the Natural News Forensics Food Lab shows that fresh raw strawberries, when eaten in conjunction with mercury-tainted meals, bind with and capture over 90% of dietary mercury during digestion, effectively locking up the mercury in fibers that pass through the body undigested. Awesome. I love strawberries. So you can now order uh, a strawberry along with your sushi or along with your seafood meal, which just uh, makes it a bit more romantic, doesn't it? Let's talk about arsenic. Quote, by far the biggest source of total arsenic in foods comes from seafood, including fish, crustaceans, and seaweed. You want to avoid brown rice. 
brown rice was also found to have more arsenic overall than white rice in every sample consumer reports tested. Bummer. So if you haven't already, stop snacking on those tasty brown rice treats. Let's talk about lead. Quote, according to the EFSA's scientific opinion on lead in food, cereals were found to contribute the most to a person's dietary lead intake. So stay away from cereals. Cereals are just crap, right? Makeup and cosmetics are poisonous. Studies continue to show that even though not directly ingested in large amounts, repeated daily application of lead-containing cosmetics can add up to significant and cumulatively dangerous exposure. The FDA commissioned a study of lead in popular U.S. cosmetics in 2010 and found that of over 400 lipsticks, 400 lipsticks that they tested, including samples of the most popular brands purchased at retail stores, every single one of them contained lead. Boy, that's disappointing, isn't it? So if you're a woman or if you have women in your life that you care about, don't use uh, makeup. My wife doesn't use makeup because, yeah, that stuff is poisonous. And that's remarkable that over 400 lipsticks, all of them contained lead. None of those lipstick manufacturers give a damn about creating a a safe, healthy product for the, the women that are out there, you know, trying to hack the sexual market just a little bit by coloring their their lips red, right? And in the future, I'm going to be doing more uh, podcasts and video on uh, biohacking beautification, actually. Right now, I'm conducting a study using C60 uh, on my skin. And uh, there's also a SKQ1 product that I anticipate testing in the future. I think there's a lot better options for beautification. Let's talk about turmeric. And turmeric may not be as healthy as you think it is. Quote, be careful with consuming turmeric to acquire more curcumin. However, nearly all sources of turmeric are contaminated with lead and sourced from India. In my lab testing, it is rare to find a turmeric raw material that isn't significantly contaminated with Lead. Boy, that's disappointing, isn't it? The only way to find low lead turmeric is to ask the manufacturer or retailer for scientific lead test results on that particular batch. Sadly, virtually no one in the industry tests their turmeric for lead. Especially for those of us who love to spice our food with ample amounts of turmeric and black pepper, that's troubling, isn't it? I'm going to cut back on turmeric because one of my favorite nootropic supplements, Neurostack, that I use almost daily contains 300 milligrams of patented pure curcumin C3 complex in combination with the potent cofactor biopairing. This is a black pepper extract which increases the bioavailability by 
2,000%. So it 20Xs the curcumin. So that 300 milligrams in Neurostack is equivalent to six grams, actually. Do check out my video review of Neurostack, which I have, well, you can find it on my website easily. Let's move on to talking about cadmium. There is substantial research proving cadmium's ability to adversely affect all body systems. However, possibly the most troubling is its ability to interfere with mechanisms responsible for DNA repair, according to some scientists. So to counter this, you want to take spirulina. High doses of antioxidant-rich spirulina, for example, the protein-rich blue-green freshwater algae were found to dramatically decrease fetal abnormalities caused by dosing pregnant mice with cadmium. And I have a credible source of spirulina linked in this article that you will want to check out. Get a little bit of that in your uh, daily health, uh, your daily health smoothie or whatever type of, you know, daily uh, concoction of awesome healthy things it is that you consume. Let's talk about aluminum. Does aluminum cause Alzheimer's? Quote, a recent study published in the Journal of Alzheimer's Disease concluded, quote, the hypothesis that aluminum significantly contributes to Alzheimer's disease is built upon very solid experimental evidence and should not be dismissed. Immediate steps should be taken to lessen human exposure to aluminum which may be the single most aggravating and avoidable factor related to Alzheimer's disease. Does aluminum cause autism? Quote, the same researchers published another study in the same year in the Journal of Inorganic Biochemistry in which they investigated the correlations between exposure to aluminum adjuvants and the rise of autism in seven Western countries, including the United States over the past two decades. And if you look at the uh, the fold-out sheet, the information sheets that comes with vaccines, they will often have aluminum adjuvants in it. Really gets you thinking, doesn't it? Children in these countries are often administered multiple doses of up to 18 aluminum adjuvant-containing vaccinations. The researchers concluded that the aluminum in vaccines may in fact share a causal relationship with the rise in autism. Let's talk about food additives. Aspartame is bad news. Quote, aspartame has been studied as a ligand for copper. Leading scientists to only recently discover in the fall of 2013 that the two interact in the body and the resultant complex binds to DNA much more strongly than aspartame alone. Due to all the horrid side effects, Dr. Hyman Roberts spent two decades researching the additive, which culminated in a 1,038-page book titled Aspartame Disease, 
and ignored epidemic that coined the phrase aspartame disease in 2001. Are you unwittingly consuming MSG? Quote, the FDA requires added MSG to be listed on the ingredients as monosodium glutamate. However, it does not require ingredients that contain MSG to state that they contain MSG as a molecular component. Thus, many confusing cryptic and coded ingredients are found in processed foods of all kinds, contributing to high levels of MSG consumption by unwitting food consumers. Some food additives like MSG and its derivatives add flavor to a food product while simultaneously preserving its shelf life. In effect, this allows low-quality, bland, and even stale foods to be perceived by the consumer as fresh, tasty, and wholesome while hiding behind layers of cosmetic food treatment, no matter how nutritionally void a substance it might be. And somewhere in the book, I think he used the phrase mummification of foods, which is really appropriate, right? You know, you go and look at those photos of mummified pharaohs and they put all those crazy uh, chemicals and mixtures on the pharaohs thousands and thousands of years ago. And then you go and take a look at the corpse and they, they don't look that bad for having been dead for thousands of years. And that's really a great metaphor for a lot of the foods that you can find right there in your local grocery store. This is why you want to supplement magnesium. Magnesium plays a particularly important role in modulating MSG's toxic effects, as it is known in studies to block the neurotoxicity of glutamate and other excitatory amino acids, and it acts as a neuroprotectant. And I link in this article to a couple of really credible uh, COA verified sources of magnesium. I try to take magnesium on a daily basis. Whenever you listen to podcasts where they're giving a, a short list of things that really everybody should be supplementing, magnesium is close to the top of that list. So if you don't have magnesium in your supplemental regimen already, you know, what, what are you waiting for? It's really important. Food coloring is bad news. Quote, seeing a rise in the prevalence of disease and behavioral problems in children coinciding with the advent of numerous artificial additives first available on the consumer market in the 1960s, Feingold focused his research on the growing intake of processed food additives and their increasingly adverse effects on mental and physical health. The Kaiser Permanente Medical Center recommended a detailed artificial additive elimination diet for treatment of these issues, which worked for other allergens too. Feingold successfully treated some 600 children with this method. Wow, that's a statistically significant cohort, isn't it? 
and found even greater effectiveness after also eliminating the synthetic antioxidant additives butylated hydroxotulene, that's BHT and BHA. Toronto researchers tested Dr. Feingold's theories on diet with 26 hyperactive children, validating much of this treatment. Do artificial colors cause ADHD? Dr. David Schaub of Columbia University Medical Center in 2004 seemed to conclude once and for all that these artificial colors are indeed contributing to behavioral disorders, including ADHD. So bottom line, stay away from all those fake foods made so colorful and appealing by food coloring. Check the label's nutrition facts for ingredients like red number 40 and stay away from these colors to die for. There was a good article that I linked to that went deeper into this topic and the discussion of ADHD, you know, makes me think about my own childhood when I was diagnosed with ADHD and had various uh, behavioral issues. And I was put on Ritalin, and the doctors even recommended that as a treatment, I drink a lot of Sprite. So I would be a little a little guy going to my uh, first grade classroom, and I had this giant water bottle full of Sprite, and I would drink that all day. And that's actually what they recommended while our cupboard at home was full of all these very, very colorful foods that my parents were buying at Walmart. You know, alas, they didn't have this information that we have now. BPAs are bad news. Minimizing body fat is the number one way to keep down on BPAs. The BPAs apparently have a uh, affinity for body fat. So if you see a person that's overweight, they are just storing a lot of those BPAs in the fat. Soy lectin equals hexane. Quote, many soy food additives are derived from a process that uses hexane. Soy lectin, an emulsifier, is commonly found in a vast array of products on grocery store shelves, including everything from chocolate to margarine to bread and beyond. Yikes. So I'm going to be double checking the uh, nutrition facts on the dark chocolate that I love to eat with my coconuts. That stuff might not be great. Quote, because it is added to so many foods by its numerous byproducts, soy is by far the biggest potential dietary source of hexane. Glyphosate is bad news. Quote, a study on the negative health effects of human exposure to glyphosate concluded that negative impact on the body is insidious and manifests slowly over time as inflammation damages cellular systems throughout the body. If this study holds true, it indicates that glyphosate could be inflicting long-term virtually untraceable damage to the health of millions of individuals. Hydrogenated oil is bad news. Hydrogenated oil shares a molecular resemblance to plastic. It's 
non-essential, serves no nutritional purpose, and has no known human health benefit whatsoever. So why would food manufacturers knowingly put it in people's food? Simple. It's a cheaper, taste-free butter alternative that extends a product's shelf life. God, we are just trading the 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 future of our civilization for shelf life, it would seem. Sodium benzoate is bad news. Quote, since the end of the 20th century, researchers have chronicled sodium benzoates potential to damage DNA through mutagenesis and promote oxidative stress in the gastrointestinal tract. If you're using cheapo shampoo, conditioner, and soap, you're in all likelihood getting a daily dose of sodium benzoate. Spend just a little more and you can get sodium benzoate-free hygiene products. And I link to some good-looking sources. Sodium nitrites are bad news. Quote, when sodium nitrite hits the human digestive system, all hell breaks loose. At high temperatures, nitrites in processed meats combine with the proteins in meat called amines, forming toxic carcinogenic uh, nitrosamines in the stomach that can enter the bloodstream and wreak havoc on the body. And if you'd like to experience all that, just eat some beef jerky from your local gas station. Do parabens cause breast cancer. Quote, a study in 2012 analyzed 160 breast tissue samples from 40 women with breast cancer for five different parabens. This time, parabens were detected in a whopping 99% of samples. Wow. Propyl paraben and methyl paraben were found in the highest concentrations respectively, but over 60% of samples analyzed contained all five parabens considered. While many underarm deodorants contain parabens that have been postulated as a potential breast cancer agent due to the close proximity of the underarms to the breast and the typical daily usage of of deodorants. The researchers noted that parabens were ever even present in the breast tissue of women who did not use deodorant. So it would be a real smart idea when you're shopping next for a deodorant to take a look at those little tiny nutrition facts on the back of the bottle of what's what's in it. You, If you have bad eyes like me, you may want to go on the internet and look what the nutrition facts are in whatever your deodorant is and look to see if it contains any parabens. And if it does, by all means, give it a pass. So, Where does toxin-free food come from? Well, you want to go to the farmer's market. Quote, local farmer's markets in North America or Europe are likely to offer foods with very low levels of toxic heavy metals. Purchasing and eating many of these foods is a smart way to avoid toxic heavy metals in your diet. 
In many cases, local producers, including those represented at farmers markets, have the best commercially available meat and eggs. Ever since I started going to the farmers market in Medellin to day game Colombianas, I've been a huge fan of farmers markets. They are simply a better alignment of economic incentives for better food. Whenever I purchase something from the shelves of a big box grocery store, I wonder how much of the price is going to the shareholders of a corporation or towards the salary of some corporate apparatchik. Their incentive is, of course, to get the goods at the cheapest possible price and mark them up to the highest price that the consumer will pay. Whereas at a farmer's market, you're handing your cash over to someone who probably actually produced the fruit, meat, or cheese you were consuming. They probably eat and feed their family the same thing, and they know that if they sell you something bad, you're liable to come back to the farmer's market and complain. Quote, As I also documented, many organic foods and superfoods can be surprisingly high in toxic heavy metals. As a general rule, anything imported from China, India, or Thailand has a much higher risk of being contaminated than foods from North America, Europe, New Zealand, or many South American countries like Bolivia. Actually, that's interesting. So Bolivian stuff is no malo. Made in China? No thanks. China's agricultural sector is widely contaminated with heavy metals. So also, anything you get from China is immediately suspect. The researchers also determined that estimated daily intake levels for the foodstuffs from China for parabens were approximately three and in some cases 10 times as high as was found in the U.S., according to a study. And if you have ever wondered why the heck things from China are so toxic, there's a documentary series that you may want to watch if you have a strong stomach. It's called, I think, The Nine Commentaries on the Communist Chinese Party. And it explains how in the Chinese communist ethos, they, they had a war that they wanted to carry out against nature. They wanted to just, they saw uh, nature and everything natural and traditional as really, as really an enemy. And they went about creating a, a society with that. And that's why you shouldn't, you should avoid made in China everything. Also, avoid any Indian-sourced foodstuff. Quote, almost all spices from India are consistently contaminated with lead. And that's also something that you need to think about with the different uh, adaptogens and herbal products that you're taking. You know, we all love things like ashwagandha, right? Which is an Ayurvedic herb. But if it comes from India, boy, you really want to see a COA verifying that the lead levels in it are within acceptable ranges, which we'll get into a bit later. What to do about bad air? Quote, 
For serious HEPA air filtration, the best unit on the market today, to my knowledge, is the IQ Air system. It's European-made and very expensive, but it works flawlessly, moving a tremendous volume of air through its HEPA filtration modules. And if you can't afford the IQ Air system, it is $900.00. You'll want to look into getting more plants in your home, actually. Quote, living plants are living air filters. The more plants you have thriving in your home, the cleaner and more refreshing your indoor air will be. So if you're one of these people that's been like, oh my gosh, plants are too much trouble to, you know, keep plants and water them, I'm just going to get plastic plants because they, they look the same, right? You want to throw out your plastic plants and get the real thing. Interestingly, according to this book, quote-unquote green homes are fake news. Here's why. Quote, indoor air quality is atrociously bad in newer U.S. homes due to the green building phenomena. Although it seems counterintuitive, green construction techniques actually make homes more airtight. And thus, because of reduced air loss, less expensive to heat and air condition, which is what most of the green claims are based on, but not less top toxic. By making your home more airtight, this construction method also means toxic chemicals remain at a higher concentration inside your home. With less outside air mixing with indoor air, there's nowhere for toxic off-gassing chemicals to go. That's why so-called green homes can actually be extremely toxic environments. Boy, that's disturbing, isn't it? Hopefully you're not one of these people that spent a small fortune on a green home. If so, open your windows more. Let's move on to the water question. Quote, never drink unfiltered tap water. It contains many toxic chemicals, including some that were not added by the water treatment plant, but rather formed in the pipes as the water made its way to your home. One example would be chloramines, carcinogenic chemical compounds that form when ammonia and chlorine are added to treated tap water. I tested all of the popular gravity water filters, including the Big Berkey, ProPure, Zen Water System, and other brands. All the results are published on waterfilterlabs.com. The bottom line from the results, the Big Berkey with fluoride filters and the Zen Water System filters removed the most toxic heavy metals from our tests. For countertop water filters, the Zero Water brand did the best job by far. In fact, the, in fact, many cheaper brands of countertop water filters barely removed any toxic heavy metals at all. Reverse osmosis water systems do an excellent job of removing toxic heavy metals. So I think I'm going to be looking for a Zero Water water filter pitcher. They are $37 on Amazon and they actually look pretty cool. If you're not a homeowner, if you don't want to invest in one of those those 
elaborate systems that you install there underneath your sink, it's a pretty smart idea to get one of these water filter pitchers. Let's move on to the meat question. Quote, though you'll pay a premium for them in grocery stores, purchasing USDA certified organic meats are the best way to avoid the issues discussed here. The best way to avoid sodium nitrate is to stop buying processed meat products containing the ingredient altogether. And if if meat is on the dinner menu, look for fresh meat and meats that explicitly state no nitrates on the packaging. Vitamin C has been shown in studies to protect people from the damaging effects of nitrates. In addition, consuming large amounts of vitamin C as well as E will reportedly protect one from the cancer-causing nitrosamine conversion process if taken before processed meats are consumed. So if you're headed to a restaurant and you're going to have a, a great big dinner with a bunch of friends and have a grand old time, it's a really smart idea to take vitamin C beforehand. That's a cool little life hack, isn't it? We're getting to the towards the end here. And there is some good news. You're probably sufficiently unsettled by the specter of food and environmental toxicity by this point. The good news is that you can avoid a lot of this nasty toxicity by demanding to look at certificates of analysis for products and supplements before you consume them. COAs, uh, certificates of analysis, will reveal the parts per million or billion of mercury, lead, arsenic, and other toxins present. It's unlikely that you'll find supplements with zero toxins, but if you're selective, you can keep your consumption within these acceptable limits. And I actually created a little infographic that you'll want to check out on this article, link below wherever you're listening to this podcast, where I break down what is acceptable toxicity of cadmium, arsenic, lead, and mercury from grade A plus to grade D. And if you're a smart consumer, when you're buying your supplements, you're going to be looking at the COAs beforehand. And you can see just how much uh, mercury, lead, arsenic, and cadmium they have in them. And then you can refer over to this infographic on this article and make sure that they are within acceptable limits. And if they're not, then you want to give a, then you want to give a pass to those particular supplements and maybe email the supplement manufacturer and tell them, hey, do you guys maybe want to get better, better stuff? You maybe want to get a better supply of this because a lot of even manufacturers are not quite uh, as informed on this particular issue as you will be after listening to this podcast or reading this book. And if you're considering picking up a supplement and they don't have their COAs available and you email the manufacturer and they give you some excuse why they can't share their COAs. Oh, we don't want our competitors to 
copy our formula. We've got a proprietary something or other. You can say, hey, if you want, you can send me the COAs over with, you know, a blurred, uh, with a, a blurred uh, manufacturer origin on it. If you're trying to protect something and if they're totally unwilling to show you their COAs, just pass on the product. There's plenty of honest, transparent, uh, good faith vendors of supplements out there, many of which are listed on LimitlessMindset.com, that will provide you with that information. As I explained in my book review of Headstrong by Dave Asprey, a sapient biohacker takes a dual-pronged approach to toxicity, which is first, avoidance of the toxins, and secondly, biohacking your mitochondria so your body has the additional energy to handle the toxin load. That way, as opposed to just being one of these exacerbated people that says, oh, well, everything gives you cancer nowadays. I guess you're just going to get cancer one way or another. Might as well just enjoy life and eat whatever the hell you want you can go and look at that book review and you can look at the regimen of supplement and lifestyle hacks in there that will really empower your mitochondria. They'll give you a lot more energy. They'll give you more cognitive horsepower and they'll give your body the capacity to filter out and deal with this barrage of, of toxins that it has to deal with on a daily basis. In conclusion, so I gave this book five stars in my review. This book cuts through a lot of the detox myths and will help you to live a longer, happier, more toxin-free life. I'm not sure, though, if I recommend that everyone read it because it is a quite dense science book. If you love health science books, check it out. If not, the author has a, a rather red-pilling and sometimes a black-pilling and pessimistic podcast and a video channel that's not quite so pessimistic that discusses the same stuff that's in the book. And I have learned a lot from this particular podcast. The author also uses his spectrometry lab to test all the products and supplements that you can find for sale on the Health Ranger store, which I am an affiliate of. I link to it in this article. And considering the very high testing standards for purity, the offerings there seem reasonably priced to me, and I hope to try and review more of them in the future. And the Health Ranger store is one of the recommended vendors that I list as a vendor that if you spend $200 with them via the affiliate links that are on my website, then I will jump on a free Skype consultation with you and we can chat about whatever you'd want. And I'd love to hear about what types of steps you're taking to detoxify yourself from this shitstorm of toxic, of toxicity that we have to deal with in modernity. And as you eliminate these toxins, you'll find that your cognition and that your health really upticks. It certainly makes a difference. So you may want to purchase this book, even if you don't plan on reading through all of it, because 
what I did was I got the book on Kindle and I have the Kindle software on my computer. And what I've been doing is when I'm shopping for organic products, like shopping for shampoo or body wash on the different websites where you can buy such things. What I will do is I'll look through the ingredients of these quote-unquote organic products, and of course you discover that a lot of them are not so organic. But what I'll do is I'll look through the ingredients of them, and I'll give things a pass, of course, if they contain something like sodium benzoate, but I'll look at the other ingredients, and then I'll go and cross-reference, I'll search in this book using the Kindle software for some of these chemical-sounding ingredients, and I'll, I'll look at the description in the book and see if they look like something really awful that I want to avoid, or I'll see if there's something that they might be something relatively benign that my mitochondrially upgraded system can probably handle. And it's a great way to just be a little bit smarter of a consumer. So even if you're not going to read it, you might want to pick it up on Kindle for that purpose alone. I think it's about $10. Well, I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. And as always, I look forward to a continued conversation with you. Legal notices. If you or someone you know developed or created a concept, piece of content, or idea shared on this show, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com so we can mention them in the show notes or provide a backlink. We want to give credit where credit is due. As a listener to the Limitless Mindset Podcast, we hope you have and practice common sense. However, since some of the content covered in this show deals with subjects of a health, legal, or business nature, this show is for entertainment purposes. If you need recommendations of doctors, nutritionists, or attorneys to consult before making decisions that may have health or legal repercussions, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com.